Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, July 19th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings. There are no commitments whatsoever. Pick your sport, draft the lineup, and win cash prizes. And again, sign up right now and play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. And the British Open is underway, or as everybody seems to call it, these days, the Open Championship. I don't necessarily know when they changed the name of the tournament. I always call it the British Open. I'll continue to call it the British Open. And the British Open is underway. Round one began today on this Thursday, July 19th. And if you missed the cut to put in a lineup on DraftKings for the British Open, don't worry, because now DraftKings has a contest called Weekend Golf Pick six golfers before they tee off in round three on Saturday, and you can win cash prizes. A lot of people tell me that when they hear my DraftKings read and we go through everything, you know, we do baseball promotion, we do NFL DraftKings promotion when when football season is in session, and of course I I give you some golf promotion on DraftKings, and, and, and a lot of people tell me when they hear the read that it really is the golf that they find most enjoyable on DraftKings. You pick six golfers. You don't have to sit there and watch the tournament all weekend. You just follow the action live on your DraftKings app on your phone. And, uh, you know, I I think people enjoy doing it because there are so many different options. Like, you can do the weekend golf if if you miss the original cut to pick six golfers to begin the tournament. You know, Friday night, you can always pick six more golfers for rounds three and four, but also you can do this single round showdown and you can pick six golfers before each individual round. So there's so many different options. And like I said, you don't have to sit there and watch the whole tournament all weekend long. And and they pretty much do it for every tournament uh, on the PGA Tour. And so uh, it's very popular. At least it's popular with people that I know, people that come to me and say, I hear you draft Kings Reed in the podcast, and uh, I pick six golfers, and, and I like picking six golfers more than I like putting together a full NFL lineup. Now, that's not to knock uh, the NFL contest on DraftKings, and we will get to those as we get closer to the NFL season. But for right now, the British Open is underway. If you're not into golf, I I still will tell you you should download the DraftKings app and pick six golfers for weekend golf before round three starts on Saturday, and uh, you know it'll it'll keep the weekend a little bit more interesting for you if you're just sitting at the beach, sitting by the pool. Open the DraftKings app, see how much money you could possibly win, and again play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PICK P I C at DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, July 19th. Producer Pete is not with me today. He was on a little bit of a streak there. Three shows in a row since I brought him back into the mix, Uh, but he is on a little vacation, a pre-planned vacation, so I knew this was coming. I will be doing the show today by myself. Uh, I will get to every 
everything that is Major League Baseball here as the All-Star break comes to an end. I'll react to the All-Star game itself, but more specifically, I'll react to the Home Run Derby and people who are complaining about the result of that because they think Bryce Harper cheated. I'll get to that, but also I will react to a huge trade in Major League Baseball. In fact, the worst-kept secret in Major League Baseball trade history, Manny Machado going to the Dodgers. And I'll also give you some thoughts on the latest news with Brock Lesnar and the WWE and, and kind of UFC. I'll get to that. But I want to open the show with what I think the biggest story in sports is right now, or at least has been the last couple days. And that's in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard has been traded to the Toronto Raptors. That's right. Kawhi Leonard traded to the Raptors. And here's the trade. Here's the specifics of the trade. Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green go from San Antonio to Toronto. And Toronto sends DeMar DeRozan, Jacob Podol, and a protected 2019 first-round pick, which is protected picks 1 through 20. And after one year, it could become two second-round picks. But the, the trade is Leonard and Green for DeRozan, Podol, and a protected 2019 first-round pick. Now, I do think you need to get into the contracts. Kawhi Leonard can opt out after next season. He can become a free agent next summer. Danny Green, uh, this is his final year of his deal coming up this year. DeMar DeRozan, who's going to San Antonio, he's got this year, then he's got next year, so he's got two seasons left on his current contract, but he also can opt in for a third year at $28 million. And depending on how he plays, you know, if he wants to just make 28 mil and do three years in San Antonio and make 28 mil for that third season, then then he could easily do that by opting in, and he could do three years in San Antonio. So, um, and it really is just, I mean, let's be honest, it, it really is Leonard and Green for DeRozan, right? That's the way I look at it. Uh, but... You know, to, to to say, well, who's the winner? Like, who who won this trade? The Spurs had their hands tied. I mean, they needed to trade Kawhi Leonard. He was not going to play in San Antonio, right? He just wasn't. He wasn't going to play in San Antonio. Um, So they had to move him. And it's like, if you're San Antonio, what are you going to get for Kawhi Leonard? Now, I'm sure they talked to the Celtics. I'm sure they talked to several other teams. Um, And if you're telling me that the Celtics wouldn't offer a one of their either big-name players or even one of their young big-name players, then, you know, if you're the Spurs, you want to get an All-Star. If you can get an All-Star, you get an All-Star. And if you can get an All-Star that's under contract for longer than next year, which is what Kawhi Leonard was locked up for, then I think it's a win for San Antonio considering the fact that you had to trade this guy. This guy was not going to play for you. So you either kept him and he would probably sit out or I mean I I don't know what would have happened if they kept him but but he was gonna walk next year so if you can add an all-star that has a couple years left on his contract I think it's a win for San Antonio now you know I I like Danny Green so I don't know that I agree with that part of it but if you're just talking Leonard for DeRozan given the circumstances of Leonard's contract and and what he wants Oh, I should say what he doesn't want. He doesn't want to play in San Antonio. I think this is a win for the Spurs. 
You know, now these guys, now DeMar DeRozan and other NBA players, they're going to come out and they're going to complain about loyalty. And we even saw Isaiah Thomas tweet about that. And, and I've talked about it on, on this show really the last couple of weeks and all NBA offseason. And I went back to Isaiah Thomas's comment last summer when he was traded uh, to Cleveland in the Kyrie Irving trade. And he basically took a shot at the Celtics when he said loyalty. I think he wrote this in the Players' Tribune, right? He said, loyalty is just a word. It's a powerful word. But when it comes to business, it ain't nothing to count on. And, you know, he kind of said that again on Twitter. And you had other players tweeting about that. They basically, what, they felt bad for DeMar DeRozan, who a couple of years ago signed an extension with Toronto. And now he has to head to the the Western Conference to San Antonio. I don't know. I mean, everybody just, they need to get over it. DeMar DeRozan didn't have a no-trade clause, as far as I know. I mean, he didn't, right? He didn't have a no-trade clause. So what is everybody complaining about loyalty for? You know, complain to Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard wanted to function as maybe a normal human being right now, then perhaps he wouldn't be getting traded from San Antonio. But, but I mean, he wanted out, and the Spurs, they had basically had a gun to their head. You know, what was the smart business decision for San Antonio? It's trading Kawhi Leonard. Is this a good deal for San Antonio? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. For DeMar DeRozan, he might not have wanted to move on from Toronto. But you know what? DeRozan might find himself in a nice spot in San Antonio. He might. He might. He might find himself in a nice spot. So I think it's I think this is a good deal for San Antonio given the circumstances. Now for Toronto, you know, Toronto's getting Kawhi Leonard, and we're hearing that Kawhi Leonard might not want to play for Toronto. Here's the deal, though. You know, Toronto is a big city, right? It is. I know, it's in Canada. But doesn't Kawhi Leonard kind of just seem like a strange cat? Like, like for people who are saying, oh, Kawhi would never want to play in Toronto, well, why would you say that? I mean, he comes to the Eastern Conference, and it's a brand new organization. It's a fresh start. You know, an Eastern Conference that he's going to have a much better chance to get to the NBA Finals now than he did if he stayed with San Antonio to battle LeBron in L.A., Golden State, Houston. I mean, come on. what? What's a, If you're looking to win or at least get to the Finals, what's a better spot to be in right now, the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference? If you're one of the best players in the league, I think it's a no-brainer. It's the Eastern Conference. So you come to the Eastern Conference, yeah, you're going to Canada, but Toronto's a big city. It's a nice city. And uh, also, the Raptors will be able to offer Kawhi Leonard, what, a five-year, $190 million deal? That's close to $40 million a season. They'll be able to offer him that. So, I mean, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard might actually end up, like in Toronto, like being in the Eastern Conference because he has a chance to win each and every year. And like the fact that the Raptors can can give him more years and money than anybody else. Close to 40 mil. Right? It might be something Kawhi likes. And he might like being in Canada to the point where maybe it, it, it's, it's less media attention. Because in Toronto, they are going to be focused on those Leafs, on those Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs that just signed John Tavares... They're going to be focused on the Maple Leafs. 
much more than they are the Raptors. Not to say they won't focus on the Raptors, but come on, you know it and I know it. Toronto is a hockey city, not a basketball city. And maybe Kawhi knows that. And maybe he'll figure that out. Maybe he'll like that. On top of making 40 mil a year for five years. On top of having a chance to get to the NBA Finals each and every year. Because it's the Eastern Conference. Now, I know he's got the Celtics in his way. And he'll have the 76ers in his way. But to sit here and say today that Kawhi Leonard won't like Toronto, I just think you're rushing to judgment on that one. Let's see it play out. Will Kawhi Leonard play this season? I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. It's a fresh start. You're in the East. Play. Play the game. Now, when it comes to his health, you know, I don't really... I think that's a question mark as well. But but for everything we've talked about with Kawhi Leonard, it does seem like he wanted out of San Antonio more than he was injured and wouldn't be able to play because he was injured, right? So Leonard, he is now in Toronto with Danny Green. And I told you that it's a win for San Antonio because they get an all-star that's had, that has a couple years left on his deal, has two, could have three if he opts in. Um... Right? I mean, that, that's, that's the reality of, of, of his contract. Now, if you're Toronto, you're taking a, you're taking a risk here. This is, this is a gamble. But I think it's a gamble that, you know, considering you lost in the second round of the playoffs each of the last two seasons, was DeMar DeRozan bringing you to the promised land? Raptors fans, if you're out there, let's be honest. Was DeRozan bringing you to the NBA Finals? Who has a better chance to get the Raptors to the NBA Finals coming out of the East? Kawhi Leonard, the claw, one of the best players in the league, or an all-star in DeMar DeRozan? I don't, I mean, if you lined them up in a wall right now and, and, and you got to pick either Kawhi Leonard or DeMar DeRozan, it's not even, I don't even think twice, I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. So, while Kawhi only has one year left on his deal, there's no guarantee he re-signs with you. I do think you have some things that might entice him that, that he might like, and you're taking a risk because he only has one year. You're taking a risk because you don't know that he wants to play for you. You're taking a risk because a lot of people are saying, it doesn't matter, Kawhi Leonard's going to sign with the Lakers next summer. The Raptors are taking a risk, but I like the risk that they're taking based on the fact that DeMar DeRozan was not bringing them a championship. I'm sorry, he wasn't. So it's a win for the Spurs and for Toronto. The risk, you know, it might end up being greater than the reward. But I like the risk. And because of that risk and the reward that possibly exists, I think it's a win for the Raptors too. I think it's, I do, I think it's a win-win. I don't, I don't see how you could complain about this. Now, if you're Magic Johnson, or even if you're Danny Ainge, like if you're the Lakers or you're the Celtics and you're looking at this deal, uh, maybe you say to yourself, well, we were going to have to give up too much to get him right now. We can try to get him next summer when he opts out as a free agent. Maybe that's to play for us. Maybe that's to play. You know, maybe they'll be, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the Lakers and the Celtics will go all in on Kawhi Leonard next year. Maybe Kawhi Leonard will have himself a little Kevin Durant-style offseason from a couple of years ago where teams line up, go to the Hamptons, and, and you know, they, they bring the whole city with them and they, they, they give him a little visit. They give him a little presentation. Here's why you should play for us. LeBron, 
Luke Walton, they go visit Kawhi. Kyrie Irving, Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, they go visit Kawhi. Like, maybe those teams are saying to themselves, we were going to have to give up too much in the trade now, and so we'll just try to sign him next summer. Right? Maybe that's what they're saying. Um, I don't know what Kawhi Leonard's future is going to be. I do know if we are just looking at this trade right now, seeing what San Antonio had to do, seeing what Toronto ended up getting, all factors involved, I think it's a win-win. I think both sides win in this trade, even if Kawhi Leonard says, see ya next summer. I think I I think it's a I think it's a good move for both sides. Now, back here in Boston, there is no coincidence whatsoever. No coincidence whatsoever. None whatsoever. That on the same day this trade is made, later on the same day, this trade was made yesterday on Wednesday. I'm recording this show on Thursday. This trade was made Wednesday. There's no coincidence that on the same day on Wednesday that Kawhi Leonard was traded and was off the table officially. For right now. There's no coincidence that then the Celtics, there was a report that the Celtics and Marcus Smart were in serious discussions and negotiations on a new contract. Marcus Smart, the breaking news today, literally coming out as I'm recording this right now, is that the Celtics have signed Marcus Smart to a four-year, $52 million deal. Four years, $52 million. And, you know, again, no coincidence that the Celtics ended up, because I do think the Celtics were, I think they were very tapped into the Kawhi Leonard stuff with San Antonio. And I think San Antonio was probably like, listen, we can get an all-star with a couple years left on his deal. Um, Another player and a first-round pick. And, you know, I, I think the price probably got too high for Danny Ainge. Honestly, I think the the price probably got too high, considering that Danny Ainge maybe maybe he was trying to tamper with Kawhi Leonard. Maybe he was trying to get Kawhi Leonard's people to tell him, you know, that he was leaning one way or another to a certain mindset next summer. Maybe couldn't he couldn't get that answer, and and giving up too much was just too much of a risk for Danny Ainge. But when when once Kawhi Leonard was off the table, you saw the report that the Celtics and Marcus Smart negotiations were serious and they were talking. And the reason that is because if the Celtics traded for Kawhi Leonard, I don't think we'd be talking about this. But right now, the breaking news today is that Marcus Smart has signed a four-year, $52 million deal with the Celtics. He's 24 years old. Um, This is going to be $13 million a season. And there's no coincidence that this happens right after Kawhi Leonard is off the table. Because I do, I do think the Celtics were very tapped in to the Kawhi Leonard stuff. And once he was gone, once the claw was gone, the Celtics said, what's our number one priority now? I think Kawhi was in number one, and I think this shows it. I think this shows it. Because once Kawhi's off the table, the Celtics go, okay, what's next? Let's not waste time. Let's not fuck this up. Marcus Smart is somebody that we cannot let go of, especially with Kawhi Leonard off the table, what does he want? Oh, he wants to talk about the deal that we offered him in what? Last season? Last October? All right, let's talk about it. Number six overall pick, 24 years old. His aggressiveness, 
ferociousness, his passion, his, you know, everything about Marcus Smart, how he's diving for loose balls, you know, his, his defensive aggression, all of it is infectious. It's contagious. It, I told you for the last two years on this show that Marcus Smart should be untouchable. He's untouchable to me. I wouldn't trade him, and I wouldn't let him go. Now, something that was helping the Celtics here this offseason with Marcus Smart is that he wasn't a unrestricted free agent. He was a restricted free agent, meaning that another team could make Marcus Smart an offer, and the Celtics could always match that offer. And basically, if the Celtics wanted to, they were going to keep him no matter what, if they really wanted to. But I think another good thing for the Celtics was that all the money you see being dished around the league and, 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 you know, these lucrative contracts that continue to increase summer after summer, all these deals, I mean, look at the guys who get the deals. For the most part, they are offensive studs, right? They're guys who are going to average 25 to 28 points a game, not guys who average 10 points a game, right? I mean... And, and while I say Marcus Smart's untouchable, he's untouchable to me for reasons that are not offensive reasons. And given the Celtics' current state and their current build, you know, that helps as well to say a guy like this is untouchable. Because everything that Brad Stevens wants this Celtics team to be, which is a team that doesn't stop fighting and is, you know, they know this is, they know how long this game is. They, you know, have that never-say-die mentality. Everything that he wants his team to be, everything that this team has been the last couple of years, you could say that Marcus Smart is the leader of this Celtics team. You could say that. And he's been the leader the last couple of years. Look at when he came back into the first round series against Milwaukee. When Smart did. What was it? Game five. The series was tied at two. First round of the playoffs this past April. Smart had a torn ligament in his thumb. He comes back in game five. He's diving for loose balls. He had a game-high three blocks. Marcus Smart was a fucking animal in that game. And he set the tone for the rest of the series. Maybe even for the rest of the playoffs for the Celtics. That's what Smart does. He sets the tone. And, And I just don't think you can lose a guy like that. And because he doesn't score 20 points a game, he scores 10 points a game, you know nobody is really going to give him one of those monster $20 million, $25 million contracts. Nobody's giving him that. Nobody's giving him that. And if you maybe have to overpay a little bit at 13 mil a season for four years for a 24-year-old who is arguably the leader of this team because of his aggressive play, because of his mentality... You know, number six overall pick, if you have to overpay a little bit by a couple million to keep him around, then you do that. Especially where you stand right now in the Eastern Conference where you got a shot. You got a shot. I mean, you had a shot without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Haywood. What do you think you got now? You can't lose someone like Marcus Smart. He sets a tone. Um, He leads the team. And... You know, I've told you the last couple of years, I think he's untouchable. And it's good to see the Celtics. You know, there's going to be people out there saying, oh, you overpaid for him. And look, they might have to make a corresponding move. I don't know. Is 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 Marcus Morris the guy that you maybe get rid of? Well, I mean, is that going to be an end of the world type of corresponding move? 
Are the, is the Celtics organization going to crumble because they'd have to get rid of Marcus Morris? I like Marcus Morris. I do. I like Marcus Morris. But the fact of the matter is, he's not Marcus Smart. I don't care what Morris does offensively better than Smart. Marcus Smart is, is, is a guy that you do not see around the league. There are maybe a handful of guys in the NBA that you can look at and say, I trust him in a one-on-one situation on the defensive end. Really. I mean, uh, name me one-on-one shutdown guys on the defensive end in the NBA. You won't even fill one hand. Right? Smart's on that hand, though. Like like a guy you trust. You, You can't, I've told you, you can't get rid of Smart. I'm... I'm so glad the Celtics feel the same way, and they're going to give him a four-year, $52 million contract. Again, though, I mean, I think they prefer the claw, but at the right price. And and because they saw that San Antonio was going to be able to get DeMar DeRozan, who was a couple years left on his deal, who is an all-star, along with another player and a first-round pick, you know, I, I, I'm sure they came back to the Celtics and said, you know, you know, give us Tatum or something. And, and the Celtics are probably like, no, we can't do that. Right? I'm sure that's what happened. So, uh, I think good moves all around for everybody. Good move for San Antonio. Good move for Toronto. Good move for the Celtics. Good move for the Celtics. The Lakers, they're kind of on the outside on all this going, uh, what do we do? Maybe the Lakers step in and sign Kawhi next, next summer. Maybe the Celtics do. I don't know. I mean, anything's possible, right? Anything's possible. But that that Marcus Smart contract, four years, $52 million, $13 million a season, I love it. I love it. You got to keep him around, and I'm glad they're keeping him around. So that's, that's what we have with the NBA. And that's really the biggest story. Uh, this week, though, there's, there's another big story. It's just, you know, Major League Baseball at the All-Star break. It was kind of a it was kind of a weird situation with Manny Machado at the All-Star game. Like he's got the Orioles uniform on. They interview him interviewing him in the dugout during the All-Star game about 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 getting traded. And we all kind of knew it was the Dodgers, like there were reports that it was gonna be LA. But it wasn't official. So it's like they're asking him and and he's like, oh, I don't, you know, he's kind of answering it like like, he already knows, but he has to kind of answer it like he doesn't. It's so so awkward. It just made for a very, like, I felt like it was a very awkward All-Star game. From the Manny Machado stuff, the worst kept secret in Major League Baseball trade history, to the commissioner kind of calling out Mike Trout, saying, look, we, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, what was he on, PTI? He came out and said, well, you know, we'd like to market Mike Trout. A little bit more, but we can only do so much. You know, he's got to step up, and and I mean, I I hear what he's saying with that, but at the same time, like, what do you want him to do? like? What do you want him to do? Like, you want him to start bat flipping to get the attention of people? Like, you want him to start being an obnoxious asshole to get the attention of people, or do you just want him to continue to be a five tool player who's one of the best the game has ever seen consistently? who does everything the right way, who seems to be a genuine good person. Like, I get what Manfred's saying when it comes to 
mocking these players. You got to have a personality, right? Mike Trout's personality seems to be that of a genuinely good dude who's a great player. I understand what Manfred's saying, but at the same time, you know, be careful what you wish for there, big dog. Like, like what would you really rather have at the end of the day? Right? I know you're trying to build the sport, market the sport, but Mike Trout, I, I don't think I'd be asking him to change who he is. That seems a little insane to me that you would want to want him to change who he is. If anything, you know, if you step away from, from Twitter trolls for a minute and what people on Twitter and sports talk radio callers think of, of your, your sport and your brand, if you step away from that for a minute, you should actually want more guys in your league to be just like Mike Trout. The person, the human. Um, so I understand from a marketing perspective kind of what Manfred's going with there, but be careful what you wish for, big dog, because I, you don't want Mike Trout being any different than what he is. And if you really do, then I, I, I think you're hoping for for some weird stuff. Like, that's just a... It's just such an... It's just awkward. It's all awkward. It was an awkward all-star break. And it was also awkward the day after Bryce Hopper wins the home run derby because you had people... Get this. You had people that were trying to accuse him of cheating. That's right. They were uh, they were trying to accuse Bryce Hopper of cheating. Now, if you watch the home run derby on Monday night, it was exciting. They had the brackets. Was it Schwarber versus Hopper in the finals? Bryce Hopper, I didn't think he was going to win. I, th- I thought he had no shot. He called his final timeout, and I think he had like a minute 20 left. And what did he have? He had to hit six home runs to win it maybe, five or six? I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen. His father was pitching. His father looked like his father's arm was getting tired. <laughs> like he couldn't throw stri- strikes anymore. And uh, oh, I, I, I just... I didn't think he was going to win. And he had this comeback where he's just smashing balls into the seats with, like, no time left. Like, under 30 seconds, he hit, like, four home runs. And that was as exciting a moment for the Major League Baseball All-Star break that I've seen in a long time. And Hoppe ends up walking it off with a home run to win it in front of his, you know, his his own fans in, in D.C., in Washington. And he wins it. And what a moment that was. The, he puts the bat up, throws it up in the air. How could you not be excited for that? Like, imagine being somebody the next day that wants to go on Twitter and start tweeting about how he cheated because the rule book states that they have to let the ball land. They have to let the previously hit ball land before another pitch is thrown. And I guess Bryce Hopper's father was just sort of yanking him in before the balls would land in order to to beat the clock because, you know, you're up against the clock in the home run derby now. And imagine being somebody that would tweet out that Bryce Hopper cheated in the home run derby and being unhappy with the result that you saw on Monday night. Like, these, these people are everything that's wrong with the world. Like, the Twitter purge should begin with these people. I tweeted that out. The Twitter purge should begin with the people who are complaining 
that Bryce Hoppin cheated. Who gives a fuck? Like, how big of a loser do you have to be to even care about the rule book in the Home Run Derby? Get a life. Put the device down and go take a walk outside and get some fresh air. You're a loser. How miserable are you? When you would even think about tweeting the words cheating with regards to the result of that home run derby or any home run derby. Who cares? They should be injecting these guys with steroids in between rounds. They, they should be, you know, you put a clock there. Beat the clock. Throw the pitches. Why are you tweeting about cheating? You're a loser. God, these people, it's like, but it, that's, you know what? That's Twitter. Again, it's Twitter has given us access to opinions that we should not ever have access to. Whether it's somebody retweets these people into our timelines or somebody likes it or favorites it or just even mentions these people. There are so many opinions that I wish I could not see, that I shouldn't have to see, that you shouldn't have to see. But because Twitter is taking over the world, with th- these opinions that are so bad, these miserable fucks who are ruining the world, yeah, I said ruining the world. These people and their opinions are being forced upon us, which is why ultimately Twitter is ruining the world. Because people opinions that we shouldn't see that nobody should see right i know we live in in a in a country everybody has a voice you know what i learned with twitter fuck that everybody shouldn't have a voice because a lot of people's voices are stupid and we shouldn't have access to a lot of people's opinions that are out there dishing out their opinions And that's why Twitter's ruining the world. And these people, the Twitter purge should begin with the people who are complaining that Bryce Hoppett cheated in the home run derby. Give me a fucking break. You're a loser. Put the device down, get a life, go take a walk outside and get some fresh air. And if you're smoking a joint, you better blow that shit out or you're really going to go nuts. Okay? Blow that shit out. But... That's what we had in Major League Baseball this week. Uh, again, Manny Machado traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers for five prospects. We all kind of knew. This isn't breaking news to you. You knew every. We all knew this. We knew Machado was getting traded. We've been hearing the Dodgers now for a week. It was awkward at the All-Star game. Um, it was just like, just get it. <laughs> just get it done. Make it happen. Just make it happen, please. Because the quicker it happens, the, the less awkward it will get for everybody. What does it do for the Dodgers? Where does it put them? Well, if you look at the odds to win the World Series, um, the favorite to win the World Series is still Houston at plus 400. The Red Sox have the second best odds to win the World Series at plus 550. And the Dodgers have the third best odds tied with the Yankees for third best odds at plus 600. So the Dodgers obviously improve. I don't think you need me to tell you that. Um, will they win a World Series? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that Machado is going to get them to the World Series because I still think that with the Dodgers, it's going to come down to... I mean, look, they, they got as far as you could get without winning last year. So, I mean, 
it's going to come down to can you still pitch when you get to the postseason, will you still have dominant pitching? Will you? With or without Machado, I would tell you that. I mean, if the Dodgers didn't trade for Machado, I would tell you that they still have a chance to to win it all. With Machado, he makes them better, no question. But, um, you know, I do look at the American League, and I still think the edge, like if the Dodgers got to the World Series again, I, I think that if they played Houston, I'd give Houston the edge. I think that even if they played the Red Sox or the Yankees, I'd give the Red Sox or the Yankees the edge in that series. I might even be willing to give Cleveland an edge if Cleveland was playing the Dodgers. That's Maybe that's just how I feel about the Dodgers and how they have not been able to get it done the last couple of years that we've looked as, at them as one of the favorites in Major League Baseball. But uh, here locally, when it comes to the trade deadline on July 31st, what the Red Sox need to do is... Yeah, I mentioned pitching with the Dodgers. The Red Sox need pitching, too. I mean, they're battling injuries. Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, Drew Pomeranz is trying to make his way back. I mean, you know, can you trust Porcello the rest of the way? Can you trust David Price in the playoffs as a starting pitcher? I mean, can you trust Chris Sale in the playoffs? Look, I trust Chris Sale. Okay, I do. But let's be honest. Chris Sale didn't show up to play in in Houston in the ALDS last year. He didn't. He just didn't. And that's one of the reasons the Red Sox lost. Same thing with Pomeran. So to me, you can never have enough pitching. So if the Red Sox wanted to go out and make a big deal for a starting pitcher, you know, then, then they should do that. I mean, I told you that they should have went out last year and tried to acquire Garrett Cole from Pittsburgh. And they, they sort of dropped the ball on that. They didn't do that. So I think that the Red Sox, still, to me, it's about pitching. And if you can add another pitcher, you do it. If it's a reliever, hey, it's an improvement. If it's a starter and a reliever, even more of an improvement. Go make it happen. But I'll get into the trade deadline stuff next week a little bit more. I just had to mention a big trade, blockbuster trade. Manny Machado traded to the Dodgers. And in return, the Dodgers will send the Orioles five prospects. Uh, there was a little bit of a holdup with a physical, an issue with a physical on one of those prospects, but everything turned out okay, and uh, the deal is finalized. Manny Machado is a member of the L.A. Dodgers, but um, wrapping up the show, getting away from that, uh, the last couple shows I mentioned Brock Lesnar. You know, I'm a wrestling fan. I pay attention to UFC as well, and I've been telling you that, I've been telling you for a couple of years now, that UFC and WWE, Dana White and Vince McMahon are in cahoots. And we're, we're, I'm, I'm saying that, and we're seeing this, and I'm waiting to hear some type of news about Brock Lesnar's future. I think we all believe, because he stormed the octagon after Daniel Cormier won the heavyweight championship a couple weeks ago, I think we're all expecting Brock Lesnar to fight Dan Cormier for the UFC heavyweight championship. When does that happen? I don't know. Cormier is dealing with a broken finger, I believe. So he's going to be out for quite some time. And in the meantime, it's like, well, what will Lesnar do? Will he have another UFC fight before then? I don't think he should. I, I think he should go right after the title. Because if UFC's going to, if they're going to put him there, why would you risk, why would you risk having a, a fight before then? Because maybe you lose that fight. Then it's, oh, can you get a title shot then? 
I mean, I don't see why UFC wouldn't give him the title shot. Again, it's the cross promotion with WWE. It's a moneymaker. Why do you think they put why do you think Dana White put CM Punk in a pay-per-view not too long ago? Right? Why do you think he did that? He even came out and said it. He said, you know what? Other guys are complaining. You know, big names in UFC are on the preliminaries, right? And they're complaining they want to be in the pay-per-view card. Well, when they start selling as many pay-per-views as CM Punk, then I'll put them on the pay-per-view card over CM Punk. So Dana White basically said CM Punk is making him more money, so that's why he puts him there. It's all about money. And if Brock Lesnar is going to make you more money by being in a championship match with Dan Cormier, and his first match back, his first fight back, then that's the fight you put him in. And if you're Lesnar, if that's the fight they're going to put you in, you don't risk having another fight before because then you might, hey, you might get caught with one. You might get caught. You might get knocked out. And then what happens? Right? How seriously is everybody taking you then? You don't risk it. You go right to the championship fight if they're going to put you in it. And I think they're going to put him in it because it would make all the sense in the world to put him in it. Now, in the meantime... Brock Lesnar is still the universal champion in the WWE, which is basically he's the top dog in WWE. You know, I think if you're WWE, you use the UFC stuff to your advantage. Now, we've been waiting, because of all this, we've been waiting on news about Brock Lesnar. Is he going to give up the universal title and go just train for UFC and and go away from WWE? No, that's not going to happen. So, Brock Lesnar, they are saying, will fight at SummerSlam, WWE SummerSlam, next month. He will take on the winner of Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley, a former MMA guy himself. Now, Braun Strowman has the money in the bank briefcase, and I don't know if he's going to cash in before. I don't know if he's going to cash in, you know, maybe he makes it a triple threat. I don't know if he cashes in after. At the end of SummerSlam. And wins the title. Maybe. The question is, will they, regardless of who Brock Lesnar faces, or if Strowman cashes in the money in the bank, the question is, is WWE setting us up? They're either setting us up for one of two things. One, are they setting us up for Lesnar to lose the title the right way, which is come back and lose a match, and... You know, basically, he's doing WWE a favor by saying, you know what, I'll give you one more pay-per-view. And it's one of your major pay-per-views, SummerSlam. I'll give you one more, and I'll lose the belt. Right? I'll lose the belt. I'll put somebody else over. I'll put Bobby Lashley over. Heck, I'll put Reigns over. I'll put Braun Strowman over if he cashes in the money in the bank. Maybe they have Reigns win it. (laughs) Strowman comes down and cashes in again. Much like Seth Rollins cashed in. You know, the bottom line is this. Lesnar's going to fight. They're either setting us up for Lesnar fighting and losing the title the right way, putting someone over, or they're going to continue with their little element of surprise, which is which is great, and where Lesnar is in the fight at SummerSlam, and everybody thinks he's going to lose the title because he's got an upcoming UFC fight. He wins it. He keeps it. He retains it. He wins the fight and retains the Universal Champion and shows up in the octagon with that Universal title. Wins the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Shows up 
back in the WWE with both belts around his shoulder. I would love to see that, but it's either, it's one of those two things. Uh, and, and because of that, it gives you a little, well, I don't know what they're going to do, right? It's not as obvious. It's not as, you know, predictable. WWE for a long stretch was too predictable. And I argued about, I argued that. And you could say WWE listens to me or not. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I've done so much wrestling stuff with wrestling people. I, I assume somebody's checked in and listened. Heck, I've been sending my resume to Stephanie McMahon for 12 years. She's got some Boston roots. She went to BU. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think somebody over there knows who I am, knows about my show, maybe wants to know what people think, wants to know what I think about their company, about the current brand. And uh, I-, I think for a long time, I complained it was too predictable. SummerSlam? Brock Lesnar, everything that's surrounding him, there's an L- we don't know what's going to happen. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And I hope he wins. Anybody who complains about the Lesnar title reign or he's not around, eh, I'm not complaining about it. Uh, what do you want? You want him to show up every week and do the same thing over and over again? No, I like that they keep it fresh and you don't know when he's going to be there. I like it. It's the element of surprise. I enjoy it. It makes it exciting. So Lesnar, the news on him, he will fight at SummerSlam, and I will be watching. It will be next month, and uh, I'll be trying to bring in Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated. He covers pro wrestling for Sports Illustrated. I'll try to get him in studio uh, before SummerSlam so we can preview it all. SummerSlam is one of the major pay-per-views that the WWE has. So uh, as we get closer to that, I will break it all down. But uh, that's what we got for you. So enjoy the British Open this weekend. And again, don't forget, you can play weekend golf. Play in one of their weekend golf contests at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app. And sign up by using my promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit. Get this show whenever you want at DannyPicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Podcast One, literally anywhere podcasts are available. Make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. There is a new episode of my video game series, Pick Up Your Sticks. I played comedian Will Noonan in a best of three series in WWE 2K18 for Xbox One. Check that out. Again, hit the subscribe button and the notifications button, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'll be back on Monday. Talk to you then.